previously on Left Behind. This is Hattie Durham. Hattie, President Nikolai Carpathia. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Carpathia. Do you know how cold it was last night? It was pretty nippy, as I recall, but what does it that have to do? It was very cold. Too cold to be standing outside on the ferry, wouldn't you think? What are you saying, Mrs. Miller? I don't know. He fell off the ferry and drowned. It just doesn't make any sense. He wants to move the U.N. What? what? Buck, have you seen this business in Jerusalem? Again, the two attackers have been confirmed dead, and what has ensued here at the Wailing Wall is getting harder to comprehend by the moment. Steve Plank. Steve, your boy just made his first mistake. Based on the best-selling novel, Tyndale House Publishers proudly presents Episode 10 of the dramatic audio edition of Left Behind. Authorities do something, David. If there is enough public outcry, they will have to do something. The attack on these, these preachers proves it is unsafe for the public. Two men are dead already. The Wailing Wall is a holy place. We should not have it desecrated with such sacrilege. What do they hope to achieve with such a display? Publicity? They are certainly getting their share of that both here in Jerusalem and, and around the world on the media. Their intent is to destroy our faith, to divide us as a people at this critical time in history. David, do you think it possible these rantings of two demented men about, about this... Do you not say the name? How could people possibly fall for a lie like this? We must pray, and we must come against the false teachers with our greatest weapon, the truth of God. So, do you want to keep waiting? Maybe just a few more minutes? I told you I didn't think she was going to show up Hey, yet. will you look at that? Hey, Hattie, over here. Oh, hi. Hattie, this is my daughter, Chloe. Nice to meet you. Same here. Uh, this call slip was waiting for you. Oh, yes. great. Thank you. Listen, I really shouldn't have come, Rayford. And now that I'm here, I really should return this call. It's the writer I told you about. He introduced me to Nikolai Carpathia this morning. <laughs> You're kidding. No. Mr. Carpathia gave me his card. By the way, did you know that he's going to be named People Magazine's Sexiest Man Alive? <laughs> I heard that, yes. Mm -hmm. uh, well, I'm, I'm impressed. Quite a morning for you, wasn't it? Oh, yes. And how is Mr. Williams? Oh, very nice, but uh, very busy. Will you excuse me? Sure. Uh, Miss Durham, I am so sorry for leaving you like that. Uh -huh. I got upstairs to get my computer and my publisher course. Look, anybody who leaves me in midtown Manhattan in an expensive cab 
should at least call me by my first name. I insist. <laughs> and, and I insist on paying for the cab. Oh, look, it's okay, Buck. I wanted to tell you, I'm meeting this captain and his daughter, so you don't have to feel obligated to come over. Well, actually, I'm already in the terminal. Oh. <laughs> If it's okay with you, I could use a favor. Okay. Would it be possible to introduce me to this guy? I'd like to interview him. Well, all I can do is ask. Oh, besides, you should meet his daughter. She's a doll. Hmm. Well, maybe I'll interview her, too. So, you were the writer for Global Weekly on the plane that night. Guilty. <laughs> well, nice to finally meet you. I heard you did a number on our airphone. A uh, little creative problem solving. I managed. I'm glad he did. That's how we got information about my family. So why would you want to interview me? I want your take on the disappearances. We're doing a cover story next week on the various theories, and it'd be great to get your perspective as a professional. You know, someone who was right in the middle when it happened. Well, I'd be honored. Uh, why don't you both join us for an early dinner? We can talk then. Sounds great. And this must be your daughter. <laughs> I'm sorry. She's sitting here so quietly. Buck Williams, Chloe Steele. Hi. Hi. Look, the captain and I need a few minutes, so why don't you two get acquainted and we'll all get back together a little bit later. Do you have time, Buck? Well, sure. Okay. <laughs> Is that all right with you two? Yeah, fine with me. Chloe? Okay by me. We'll be in here. All right. Well, let me stash my bag and we can stroll for a few minutes while your dad takes care of business, if that's okay. Fine. Have you always wanted to be a writer? Well, I guess I have. When I was a kid, I used to write news stories about our family. <laughs> you know, birthday parties, dog chases, mailmen, dad breaks window with ladder. <laughs> Came pretty naturally. I never thought about doing anything else. What's the biggest story you've ever covered? Well, well the vanishings are pretty big. Outside of that, probably last year in Israel, when, uh, when Russia attacked. That must have been something. Yeah. With all the traveling you do, it must be exciting to go places and meet all these fascinating people. Yeah, the people are fun. But you get tired of the travel pretty quickly. Sometimes I wake up in a hotel room and I have to look at the phone book to figure out where I am. You ever been married? Uh, no. <laughs> Never really been serious enough with anyone to be engaged. Well, how about you? Ma'am, how many times have you been married? <laughs> <laughs> Only one, steady. When I was a freshman in college, I thought it was love, but when he graduated, I never heard from him again. Literally? He went on some overseas trip, sent me a cheap souvenir, and that was the end of it. He's married now. Hmm. He's lost. Well, thank you. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> I, guess, I guess some guys just don't know what they have. Hey, that smells good. You feel like a cookie? <laughs> Why? Do I look like a cookie? Uh, <laughs> oh, how did I know that was coming? All right, I'll make you a deal. Buy me a cookie, and I'll let that groaner die a natural death. <laughs> Hattie, I'm, I'm not here to argue with you. There are things I need to tell you, and I want you to just listen. What, I don't get to talk? Because there may be things I want you to know, too, Rayford. And, and of course, I'll let you tell me anything you want. But this first part, my part, I have to get some things off my chest. And I want you to get the whole picture before you respond, okay? I don't see that I have a choice. 
you, you chose to come. I didn't really want to. You left that guilt trip message begging me to meet you here. How can I apologize when all you want to do is argue about why you're here? Oh, you want to apologize, Rayford? Oh, I'd never stand in the way of that. I do. Now, will you let me? Okay. You have the floor. I won't interrupt. Hattie, I owe you a huge apology. And I want your forgiveness. We were friends. We enjoyed each other's company. I loved being with you and and spending time with you. I found you beautiful and exciting and I... I think you know I was interested in a relationship with you. Even the night of the disappearance, I, I remember I, I had ideas. Any big plans for the layover? Oh, nothing special. Old Pam wants to shop Harrods for a few hours, of course. But we'll probably see a movie tonight, but you? Well, actually, uh, how about dinner? I was married. No matter how I justified my interest in you, it, it would have been wrong. I, I know you don't agree with that. Your morals are your own decision, but there, there just would have been no future for us. It, it isn't just the age thing, either. The fact is, the only real interest I had in you was physical. You, you, and you have a right to hate me for that, and I'm, and I'm not proud of it. I didn't love you, Hattie. That that would have been no kind of a life for you. Uh-huh. I, I, I need to know that you at least forgive me. You know, sometimes I wonder if honesty is always the best policy. <laughs> I'm, I'm through being dishonest. Everything in me would rather be kind and gentle and keep you from resenting me, but I, I just can't be phony anymore. I, I want to be able to convince you when I talk about even more important things. Rayford, please, H- not Hattie, right now. Hattie, I have to. Please, just give me a minute. Take, take, take your time, <laughs> but don't run from me. You know, I, I wasn't going to do this. I wasn't going to give you the satisfaction. If you take nothing else from this conversation, Hattie, you must know that you, you, your tears give me no satisfaction. Yeah, every one of them is a dagger to me. I was wrong. Please, give me a minute. I'll be right back. My dad's theory of the disappearance is very interesting. Am I? (laughs) Hang on. Come here. You have some chocolate on the corner of your mouth. (laughs) There. Oh, gross! Don't eat it! (laughs) What if I have the creeping crud or something? Well, then we both got it. (laughs) Fine. (laughs) You say your dad's theory as if maybe it's not yours. You two disagree? He thinks we do because I give him a hard time about it. I just don't want to be too easy to convince. If I had to be honest, 
I'd say we're pretty close. You see, he thinks that it's Wait, 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 wait. Don't tell me. I want to get it fresh from him. I'd love to hear your theory, too, though. Uh, we're going to get some college kids' ideas for the story next week, but it'd be unlikely that we'd find two people from the same... What's the matter? You just categorized me. Categorized you? As a college kid. Ooh, I did, didn't I? Oh, sorry about that. I should know better. Collegians aren't kids. I don't see you as a kid, though, I, although you are a bit younger than I am. How old are you, Buck? Well, going on 31. I say, how old are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'd buy you another cookie, little girl, but I don't want to spoil your appetite. Yeah, well, you better not. <laughs> My dad loves good food and he's buying tonight, so save some room. I will, Chloe. Can I tell you something without you thinking I'm totally weird? Uh, too late. Stop it. <laughs> oh. I was just going to say that I like the way you say my name. Oh, I didn't know there was any other way to say it. Oh, yeah. Even even my friends slip into making it one syllable, like, hey, Chloe. Chloe. Yeah, like that. <laughs> Two syllables. Long O, long E. I like your name. Well, it's a young person's name. So how old are you, kid? <laughs> 20 and a half, going on 21. Oh, my goodness. I'm consorting with the minor. <laughs> Okay, look, if you promise not to make a big deal of my youth, I won't make a big deal of your old age. Deal. <laughs> Besides, you play a lot older. I'll take that as a compliment. Well, I mean, few people your age are as articulate as you. That was definitely a compliment. Thank you. You're really hung up on this forgiveness thing, Rayford. It doesn't make it any easier to take, but if it makes you feel better, I do believe you mean it. And I don't hold grudges, so I guess that's forgiveness. Well, I'll take what I can get. Now I want to be very honest with you. Oh, no, there's more? Or is this where you educate me about what happened last week? Yes, this, this is it. But I need to tell you, Chloe advised against getting into this right now. In the same conversation as the uh, other, what you said? Right. Smart girl, we must understand each other. Well, you're not that far apart in age. Oh, wrong thing to say, Rayford. If you're going to use the you're young enough to be my daughter approach, you should have brought it up earlier. I'm sorry. Oh. Chloe is convinced you're not going to be in the mood for this just now. Why? Do I have to sign up for something on the spot? Not exactly, but I think you'll see the urgency of it. It's the most important thing a person could ever hear. When... I came home that day. Well, I didn't want to admit it, but I knew my wife was right. All these years, I was playing at church. I went to make myself feel better. Irene had a relationship with God. Speak it in love. A few days ago, open eyes that are blind to your truth. Soften hearts that are hardened. Father, you know how young in the faith he is, but bring Scripture to his mind to share. I, I pray for clear-mindedness for him, but have a winsomeness of heart. And, and that's down what I want so desperately things. for you, Hattie. I'd love to let you watch the tape and, and think about it. Talk to Bruce if you'd like. I care about you, and I wouldn't want you to miss out simply because no one ever told you. Well, <laughs> it's very sweet of you, Rayford. It really is, and um, I appreciate your telling me all that. 
it hits me real strange and kind of different because I, I never knew that stuff was in the Bible. My family went to church when I was a kid, mostly on holidays, but I have to admit, I've never heard anything like this. Buck, how soon can you get to Chicago? We need to replace Lucinda Washington. Well, I could go tomorrow, but I don't want to miss the developments at the U.N. Everything happening there tomorrow you already know about from Plank. Right. Word is it's already starting to come down. Plank takes over as press secretary in the morning, denies Carpathia's interest, reiterates what it would take, and we all wait and see if anybody bites. I don't think they will. Yeah, a part of me wishes they would. Yeah, me too. But what are the odds? He's a man of action. But his global disarmament and his reorganization plans are a bit too ambitious. It'll never happen. Probably true. But if you were deciding, wouldn't you go along with it? Oh, Buck. I probably would. I'm so tired of publishing stories about war and violence, I'd even go from moving the place to this new Babylon if that's what it would take. Well, maybe the UN delegates will be smart enough to know the world is ready for Carpathia. Don't hold your breath. Hmm. Okay, I'll fly to Chicago tomorrow morning. I'll have Marge make a reservation. Well, if you don't mind, I'd like to put together this trip. That's well, a personal thing. All right. I'm sure you have your reasons. Yes, sir, I do. David, look how they stir up the people. It is a disgrace. Blasphemy! Blasphemy! listen to them. They speak the truth. They speak blasphemy against the Lord God of hosts. It is what I believed at first, too. I have been here since the beginning, every day since the prophets came. These are not prophets. These are uh, lunatics. They're crazy. Jacob, you have studied the law. You know the things they say. listen to their words. They are the words of our Lord and our prophets fulfilled. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you, says your God, O Israel. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. Turn from your sin, repent, and God will forgive and make you a new creation. Turn to your Messiah, O Israel. We'd like to spend another hour or so here, if it's all right. Uh, sir, we do have an extensive reservation list. I wouldn't want this table to be less than profitable for you. So, boot us out whenever it becomes necessary. Oh, I'm sure you will not be disturbed, sir. And you spent these years flying exclusively with Pan Continental, right? It's been a good relationship. The company's treated me fairly. Well, with that background, I'd like to hear your idea on what happened on the flight to London. What's your theory? Hmm. I have more than a theory. Uh, you may think this sounds crazy coming from a technically-minded person like me, but I believe I've found the truth and know exactly what happened. You've got to appreciate a man who knows his mind. Well, my recorder is running. Here's your chance to tell the world. As you can see, they're lined up literally for miles, trying to get close enough. 
the authorities seem powerless to keep them out, despite the opposition of the Orthodox Jews. Anyone who comes against the preachers is, is literally struck dumb or paralyzed. I have a rabbi with me who's just returned from the Wailing Wall, Rabbi David Cohen. Uh, give us your perspective. What's happening? It is true. Many of my people are not only converting, but also going out themselves to preach the message of Eli and Moesha. And how does that make you feel? If you would ask me earlier, I, I would not be here. I would be yelling at them for their blasphemy. But now I have heard their words, and I too have a new heart. The Messiah has come! Well, thank you very much. Jesus and that is both King of Israel and the Suffering Servant. I beg you, change your mind about Jesus. We have disowned the Righteous One. Repent. Turn to Jesus. He is Yeshua Hamashiach. So, you think the business with the two preachers is a direct fulfillment of prophecy? Hmm? Doesn't seem to be any other plausible explanation. Uh, Buck, this was all predicted in the Bible. Uh, let me ask you. You covered the destruction of the Russian Air Corps. Right. Well, have you ever thought maybe you were shown this for a purpose? I'm not writing a personal story about me. Well, God cares for each person, Buck. And maybe he's uniquely placed you in the middle of this for his purposes. Well... Thank you for your time, Captain Steele, and for dinner. I'll get back to you before using any of your quotes. The pastor I told you about really has a handle on this stuff, the, the Antichrist included. It might be worth a call. Bruce Barnes, New Hope Village Church, Mount Prospect. Mount Prospect. Got it. Thank you. Well, I am going to say my goodnights. I've got the early flight tomorrow. Uh, Rayford, thank you for dinner. Mm -hmm. Buck, thank you for helping me meet Nikolai. I might just call him one of these days. And uh, Chloe, it was very nice meeting you. Good night. Good night. Good night. night. Huh. Well, uh, are we all set? Dad, um, give us a minute, will you? I'll be right out. Okay. Good night, Buck. Good night, Captain. I had a really great time today. Even if we did just walk around the airport. Your dad's a pretty impressive guy. I know. Especially lately. Well, I can see why you might agree with him on a lot of that stuff. You can't? Oh, sure. I, mean, I was getting chills. It's eerie how much of the stuff he says in the Bible is actually going on in the news. To be honest, <laughs> I have a lot of thinking to do. Yeah. It's been wonderful spending time with you, Chloe. <laughs> what? Oh, nothing. It's silly. Come on, what? We've both been silly today. Well, I just feel kind of stupid. I mean... I just met you, and I'm, I'm really going to miss you. Oh. <laughs> well, that's not stupid. If you get through Chicago, you have to call. I promise I will. I can't say when, but let's just say sooner than you think. I want to commend you, Steve. You have thrown yourself into the maelstrom of world politics, and you are still going strong. Well, I'll admit I didn't know it'd be like this. It will get easier with time. Well, I... Tomorrow's my big debut. Yes, you are clear about what to say. Nikolai Carpathia is not interested in being Secretary General of the UN. Huh. Good. Uh, one more thing. I need you to coordinate a meeting. This may seem a bit premature to you, Steve, but I would like to meet with my top advisors and the ten delegates to the Permanent Security Council. Let's set the meeting for Monday. Make certain. Mr. Stonegall and Mr. Todd Cothran will be there. You think we can get them together on such short notice? Tell them Nikolai Carpathia requests their presence. They will come. All right, sir. 
I'll get in touch with him right away. Oh, oh and uh, we will allow a member of the media to attend this closed session. Uh, how about Cameron Williams? Buck? Yes. Yeah. It will be very important to have a member of the press that we can trust. Left Behind, the dramatic audio edition, is based on the book by Tim LaHaye and Jerry Jenkins and has been adapted for radio by Chris Fabry with music by Steve Wick. Directed and produced by Todd Bustee. The dramatic audio edition of Left Behind is a production of Gap Digital and Tyndale House Publishers. Thank you for listening.